Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know. And then you get free. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins release the names eligible for the expansion draft, and Kevin Miller hangs up his skates. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, the big day is coming up on Wednesday, and the Bruins exposed 23 players for Wednesday's expansion draft for the Seattle. Now, the most notable players were forwards Nick Ritchie, Chris Wagner, Curtis Lazar, Carson Kuhlman, Sean Corrali, Zach Senishin, and Andre Kasha. Defensemen, Connor Clifton, Jeremy Lazan, and Jacob Z- Jacob Zaboro. And goaltender was Callum Booth. Other players that were on the that made the list were minor leaguers who played in Providence and probably won't be taken because I don't think, you know, I don't really think that the Seattle Kraken are going to be interested in Cameron Hughes or any of those guys. So I think those those are the players that are that are in play for the Kraken to take from the Bruins. Now, pending free agents like Taylor Hall, David Krejci, Mike Riley, Tuka Rask, they didn't need to be protected unless they sign new deals before Saturday. But they can still sign with the Kraken. All right? Now, a lot of you are probably thinking, well, the goaltenders, well, Colin Booth was... Um, you know, was 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 basically exposed, and Dan Vladar was protected. And first and second year players who didn't meet the minimum NHL game player requ- games played requirements were also not eligible. So that means that Jeremy Swayman, he didn't need to be protected. He's fine. Jack Stanika, he's fine. Euro Vakaninen, he's exempt. So. Anybody who, any of those younger players who actually, who have any, you know, who are first and second years didn't really have to, you know, didn't really have to um, be protected. So, you know, all of you out there who were worried that Jeremy Swayman was going to be, you know, taken in the draft, you know, was going to be taken, you know, in the expansion draft, don't worry. He's fine. He's going to be on the team for years to come. Now, one of the big surprises or uh, should I say one of the one of the players that I'm that I think will be going all right you know there's a good chance you know that that Seattle might pick a Curtis Lazar or Zach Senishin or Sean Corrali but I really think that Jeremy Lazan will go to the will go in the expansion draft 
Seattle assistant Jay Leach also coached him in Providence. So, you know, there's a little bit of a connection there. So, you know, the same thing with Zaboral. But I have a feeling Jeremy Lazan, you know, is going to be a Seattle Kraken come Wednesday night. You know, unless Ron Francis decides to take a forward, then I would probably go with Nick Ritchie. You know, or if he wants, you know, you know, because that's that's what I see. I actually see, you know, if Ron Francis and the rest of the, you know, front office in Seattle want to take a forward I from the Bruins, I believe it will be Nick Ritchie. All right. That means we'll probably be stuck with, you know, Zach Senishin and Andre Kasha for a little while. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Now, the big surprise I found out, I mean, there was a lot of guys bouncing around trade. There were trades being made the past couple of days and everything else. But one of the big things I saw was that the Canadians left Carey Price unprotected in the expansion draft. All right. He waived. He was asked to waive his no trade clause. So you're wondering, you know, would Seattle take a chance, you know, with Carey Price? You know, would they, you know, just say, you know what, screw it. We're going to, you know, screw it. We're going to take, you know, an elite goaltender like Carey Price. And I think I just have a feeling that they might just say, you know what, we're going to do it and just pick him up. You know, it might cost you, you know, as far I, I believe that they actually, you know, still also have to think about salary. So if it's a salary, if, you know, if you're playing the salary cap game here, they probably won't take them. So there's a good chance that they won't take Kerry Bryce due to the price tag. But still, I think it would be funny if the here are the Montreal Canadiens. Kerry Price had an awesome playoffs. They leave him unprotected and basically, you know, Seattle steals them because, you know, you didn't protect them. Okay. So, you know, that's it, folks. You know, Wednesday night, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see. You know, see how Seattle is put together. What Ron Francis does with this team, and you know, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see who they pick and what players they pick. Because just by looking at the roster, you might be able to say that this team is actually be a contender right out right in, during their first season, just like Vegas did. So, and maybe. Picking up Carey Price will would would be the answer. Now, speaking of of goaltenders, the Boston Bruins are parting ways with UFA goaltender um, Yaroslav Halak. His his uh, agent confirmed that he expects to get the uh, to get NHL interest on the free agent market on July twenty eighth. So they're going to be losing. The Bruins are going to be losing Halak. No word yet on Rask. I mean, I would expect him to re-sign with the Bees, you know, sometime this summer, you know, and the goaltending will be Swayman and Vladar tandem till Rask is fully recovered from, you know, his his injury. And that's probably going to take until about February. So, you know, you're not going to have Rask, you know, and you're going to have Swayman and Vladar probably as your goaltending tandem the first part of the season. Now, here's the thing. Do you go out and actually do you go out and sign a veteran backup goaltender to a you know maybe a cheap one year deal? I mean, there's quite a few of them that are going to be out there floating around. I don't have you know I don't have any names you know come to mind yet, but still you know do you go and you sign a you know f- sign a veteran backup you know to back up 
you know, either Swayman or Vladar for the first half of the year. And then you're, and then you have Vladar and Swayman down in Providence while Rask come back, comes back from his injury and you have this, you know, veteran goalie as your as as your backup. But who knows what direction the front office decides. You know, I would think Swayman would start the season in Boston and Vladar would be in Providence if they happen to sign a veteran backup goaltender. You know, um, do I think that they should go and sign a veteran backup goaltender? No, I don't think they really need to. I think that they would do pretty well with Swayman and Vladar, you know, in the beginning of the season. I have a feeling that may, you know, Swayman would probably be your number one and Vladar would, you know, would be the backup, you know, because the two kids, those two kids played very well during, during the season, very well. And Swayman outshined Vladar, which is the reason why he gets the number, the, the, the number one spot till Rask come back, until Rask comes back. And hopefully he's a hundred by the time that happens, hopefully he's a hundred percent and he's ready to carry the team in the playoffs. So it's going to be some, it's going to be an interesting start to the 2021, 20, 22 season. As far as the goaltending concerns. Now the rest of the team, it's still a question mark. I mean, you still, you still have free agents to sign. You still have Taylor Hall. You still have David Krejci, you know, there to sign, you know, you know, to, um, to resign. So, you know, it's going to, it's going to be a, it's going to be interesting to see who they sign and, you know, you know, and what they get as far as Taylor Hall and David Crate. I mean, here's the thing. There's a good chance that Taylor Hall will go sign somewhere else. The same with David Krejci, the same with Tuka Rask, and then you're really screwed, but still. You know, as far as I know, they're making the Bruins are are in negotiations with Taylor Hall, and you know things are progressing there. Haven't heard much about David Krejci. You know, who knows what's going to happen with him? But still, you know, there's also that you know Jack Eichel thing flying around too. So who knows what's going to happen? But it's good. It's going to be interesting after after Wednesday night. Things are going to be things are going to be going into full speed. You know, guys are you're going to have the draft. You're going to have the you know you're going to have the regular entry draft. You're going to have free agency. So the month of the month of August is going to be a big one as far as you know guys signing, players moving, trade. You you, you damn it, it's going to happen. And speaking of trades, um, there are some serious trade talk between Edmonton and Boston about Jake DeBrusque. Now I know there's a lot of you out there that don't like Jake DeBrus because he hasn't he didn't have a he didn't have an spectacular season. But I think, you know, I think that Jake DeBrusque should get a free pass during a shorter season. I mean, you, you got to figure the the kid not only was it a shortened season, the kid missed a few I think it was like 2 weeks because of COVID. All right? And he had five goals in 41 games, all right, during a pandemic season. All right. So, you know, the thing is that, you know, the cut the kid a break. I mean, he had 16 goals in 70 in 70 games as a rookie, 27 goals in 68 games, you know, his sophomore season. And in his third year, he had 19 goals in 65 games. So, you know, I don't I say don't give up on the kid yet. I mean, hasn't Boston given up on enough young, talented scoring scores? I mean, they keep giving up on these kids. I think he deserves a whole, you know, a whole season. 
all right? And not bouncing around the lineup either. I mean, you know, you know, putting him on a line, you know, with Coil one week, and then the next week is on the fourth line, and then he's on, and then he's a wing on, then he's a wing on Krejci's line, and then he's back down to the fourth line. You know, put him on a line and keep him there. I mean, I think he, I think he would be a really good addition to the third line. You know, you keep complaining that you want scoring on that third line, okay? With Charlie Coyle, you put him on that third line and you keep him there, okay? You keep him there. But I think DeBrusque still holds some weight as as a trade asset for some reason. I don't know. I I mean, I'd like to see him. I mean, if he does get dealt, I'd like to see them the team upgrade. You know, to whatever the bees lost in the expansion draft, or somebody of an equivalent to to what of a of a Jake DeBrusque type. All right, I don't want to see them trade for a uh, a third trade him for a third or fourth round pick, or even maybe the only way I would I would take a DeBrusque deal would be is if we got equal value and that was a first round pick because he was a first round pick. He may have been a little bit of a bust, but who knows? But he still needs needs that time, okay? He still, you know, to be honest, I think he needs to be stuck on one line with one player, you know, with a Charlie Coyle, and let him play on that line for the whole season. Maybe something might happen. You know, you want, you know, you want something, some goal scoring beyond that top six. He's probably your answer. But no, you're thinking about maybe maybe dealing him, and it better be for something of equal value. It better be because it's it's ridiculous how his name is getting thrown around and that maybe, you know, you hold on to the kid and see what he can do. Now, other news around the, around the Bruins, uh, Brandon Carlo signed a six-year contract extension. And after seven seasons on Causeway, Kevin Miller announced his retirement last week. He played 352 games for the Bees and had... 13 goals and 56 assists. Now, his physical presence on the ice is going to be missed on the blue line, and who's going to take his place? You know, who's going to take his place? I don't we don't know. It might it might not even be you know, it might be Zaboral, might be Con- I mean Connor Clifton is almost the same type of player as Kevin Miller, but you may lose Connor Clifton or Jacob Zaboral in the expansion draft. So they have to find something somebody to to fit in. And there are notable free agents out there. I mean, one of the big names out there right now is Ryan Suter. You know, he was bought out by the Minnesota Wild. And I think the Bees could get him at a cheap price. And, you know, and still be able to... But you have have to still be able to sign Hall, Krejci, and Rask. You know, you'll also have to fill a hole left by the player lost in the expansion draft. I mean... I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens on Wednesday when Seattle puts their team together. You know, who are they, you know, if they if they take a, you know, if they take a Nick Ritchie, who's going to fill that spot? Are they going to have a, I mean, is Trent Frederick going to step up? I mean, that's that's one of the key things. You know, you still got other guys who made an impact last year with this team. I mean, like Trent Frederick. Trent Frederick, I think, would be a perfect addition to a third line with Charlie Coyle and Jake DeBrusque. That would be a pretty decent third line, I think. If come to think of it, you know, if you're gonna if you lose Lazan, you got to go out and get a get a defenseman. You know, you're losing Kevin Miller, so that means you might be down two defensemen. 
So who knows what you're going to have to deal with? You know, is, um, you know, and then, you know, what happens if you can't sign Hall or Krejci? Then you got to fill that spot. But, you know, John Beecher's there waiting, waiting to, to take the centers, the number two center spot. So there's a lot of things bouncing around now. And things are probably going to start really moving once we get past the expansion draft, the entry draft, and then start getting into free agency. And then we can see what and see what Don Sweeney does. And maybe the team might start to come together. We might have an idea of what this team might look like when you know the when training camp roll comes around in September. But you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be exciting. And it's all gonna start on Wednesday night. I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I'm really looking to see what Ron Francis has up his up his sleeve. Um, you know, who knows what what he's gonna do? I mean, there's there's guy there's players out there that are like, you know, that were left unavail were left available to the Kraken, a whole bunch of guys like Jonathan Quick, Matt Murray. You know, Braden Holtby was left out there. Ken Bishop, you know, Martin Jones, you know, a whole bunch of guys. I mean, think about it. You know, they can go out and he can go out and get a a, a Peter Morazic or, or Halak, you know. And, and, you know, there's a bunch of other players out there that I was surprised to see, you know, left unprotected. And seeing these names, it's like, you know, if you bring all these guys in, you might actually have a shot at winning the cup in your first year. I mean, I mentioned Carey Price, but you also have PK Subban out there, and that would be that would be crazy. Um, Kevin Shattenkirk is out there. There's a whole bunch of Dougie Hamilton is out. I mean, there's a whole bunch of free agents out there. You know, the Philadelphia Flyers left James Van Riemsdyk. You know, Oscar Lindblom. You know. All these guys are 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 open, you know. We're we're left unprotected, you know. And some of these guys who are left unprotected are also free agents, mind you. I mean, Kyle Palmieri, you know, David Krejci and Taylor and Taylor Hall could even go, you know, sign, you know, could sign with with the Kraken. So Seattle could possibly come in here and and steal, you know, not only steal Kevin. Or Carey Price, but could come in and get PK Subban, um, Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Johansson, you know, Josh Bailey, Jordan Eberly. You know, think about it. You know, going in there and you know, you know, they can get any of these guys. You know, granted they can only pick one guy per team. So the Bruins won't lose, you know, will only lose one each team is only gonna lose one player. So that's that's basically you, there's there's no problem right there. But still, you know, if you look at the list of players out there that are that were like left available, this team should this team should be a playoff team contender, you know, come after, once the draft is once the expansion draft is over, you could look at that team and say they're going to be contenders. But that was that's the whole point. They don't want a the NHL doesn't want a team to come out and, you know, expansion team to come out and suck. 
like the Ottawa Senators did when they came back into the league in ni- in the ni- early 90s. The same thing with San Jose. The same thing with Minnesota. You know, they want these teams to be successful right out of the gate, just like Vegas was. And I have a feeling that Ron Francis and his and his group are going to put a really great team together in Seattle. And, you know, just by looking at all these guys, they do have a chance. I mean, you know, Jonathan Quick, you know, Braden Holpe, Matt Murray out there, you know. Um, You know, like I said, P.K. Subban. So there's going to be, there's going to be, you know, a lot going on. With this team, it's going to be, they're going to be a fun team to watch. You know, if, if Seattle happens to come to Boston on a Saturday night game, oh, I'll be sure to buy tickets because I want to watch. I'm going to actually pay attention in this, to this team in Seattle. I am really looking forward to seeing, seeing what they can do. So who knows? I just can't wait for this. You know, I, you know, the only team, the only team that that doesn't isn't going to lose a player in the expansion draft is Vegas. They're the only ones. So Seattle have to select at least fourteen forwards, nine defensemen, and three goalies, and they can only sign, select, or sign one player from each of the thirty NHL teams. All right, so that's the way it's going to work. So the Bruins are only going to lose one one player. And I know a lot of people are out there saying, oh, it's got to be Nick Ritchie. Oh, no, it's got to be Lausanne. You know, one of those two guys I'm fine with. I'm fine. I'm fine with anybody who they who they who they get rid of because it just means that there's a role that it just means that there's a roster spot open on the Bruins and there's also cap space. Because that's one. That's the other way, thing you got to think about. This you, a lot of people don't think about this, but you're also going to open up a little bit more cap space, so you can get Hall. You can sign Krejci and Hall. You can sign Rask. You can go out and get a free agent uh, defenseman like Suter. All right. I don't know. You know, maybe throw around Milan Lucic a little bit. I mean, he was, you know, he was bought out, but he was also left unprotected by Calgary. For some reason, I don't know what the rules, how dumb the rules are, but to me, you know, you were bought out by a team. You're a free agent. You can go wherever you want. So, but still, you know, and the thing is, you know, you know, Tuka Rask is not only a free agent, but he was left unprotected by the Bruins. Now, here's the thing about Rask. Rask is going to be out until February, you know, with hip surgery. And he's only, and he says he's only going to sign with the Bruins. So basically, you know what? You might as well, you know, not even say anything. Seattle, Seattle, you know, never mind, you know, Rask playing for the Kraken. Forget it. But still, you know, Carey Price is the big, one of the big names out there. And, you know, to go with, to go out and get Carey Price would be, not only would it be a smart move on Ron Francis's part, but it would be a dumb move on the Montreal Canadiens because they really don't have anything beyond that unless you take Keith Primo's kid who played college hockey, I believe, at Northeastern. So who knows? But 
it's going to be an interesting, interesting summer starting on Wednesday. Looking forward to it. It's going to be fun to see how Seattle is put together. And I love watching stuff like this. I love watching how teams are put together. It's one of the things I love doing is one of the reasons why I like playing, you know, NHL, you know, 2022, NHL 22. Can't wait to get the game with a new team in it. But, you know, it all starts, you know, all hell's going to break loose on Wednesday and then the floodgates are going to open for the draft and everything else. And it's going to be a fun time to talk hockey on the podcast and I'm just hoping that a lot of you are going to listen because I'm going to have a lot of information coming up in the next couple of weeks with the expansion draft, the entry draft, you know, free agency, you know, what's going on with, with Hall and Krejci, you know, what's going to happen with Rask, you know, and kind of like, you know, all right, moving forward, if we're not going to have Rask, who's going to be the goaltending? you know, and what the lines are going to look like. So it's going to be interesting. And then pretty soon, before you know it, training camp's going to be here. We're going to be talking a little bit about the training camp and how guys are looking. And then the regular season's going to start up again. And hopefully the Bruins will have a successful year. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to be great, but I just have a feeling that it's going to be a fun time or fun season. But after I'm, I have a feeling after this season, the fun's going to go. The fun's going to be gone, and basically, the podcast is basically going to be me complaining every week. So, we'll just have to see, and it's going to be a fun, next week's show's going to be fun. Maybe talk a little bit about, you know, who the Bruins lost, who are they going to re-sign, what players are, are going to be coming back. So, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks during the summer until training camp starts. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on the show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, have a great week, and go Bruins! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.